Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts, 9 to 10, At Home with Roby. Ho, ho, ho. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year Year to 2022. We're dancing in the studio. I I definitely can't sing. (laughs) Well, that's the nice part about going to church, right? You can sing a little bit lower than everybody else, but you're still singing, but nobody can hear you. Oh, I can't sing. I can't. Eat. I wish I could. I always tell you this. I mean, it's one of those things when people can sing, I'm like mesmerized. I can't do it. We're playing. I just play. can't. Now my my Rowan is actually on the praise choir and sings in front of the church. You know, she's in the seventh does grade. The same thing, yeah. It's pretty good, and she can sing. Well, your kids are very musically inclined. <laughs> Not because of me. Uh, well, or no, Reagan. No joke. We were, but thank you. Yeah, we, they played the violin. <laughs> uh, so, a couple still do. A couple have retired from the violin. But. What percentage of positive attributes do you think that our kids get from their moms? 99.9? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we talked about this last week. They're hustlers because of me. <laughs> Ford's crazy because of me. But other than that, go Reagan. Hey, here, hey, here, hey. Yeah, Reagan for parent. There, there you go. <laughs> Jody is the winner as well. Yeah. Um, winner, winner. I always joke around. I got to make sure Reagan listens to this first segment on this show oh, we, on the way to yeah, church. We're definitely hooked that up. Yeah. Hopefully I can get you. You got that video that I sent you of Dow Balk Knight and Melissa Hoffman from Man, Ewo giving us our, our radio praise. I need you to help out. I need more brownie points. <laughs> I mean, you're not doing enough. All right. So we need to preface the guests when they come on the show that they have to say stuff like that. So we get brownie I mean, points. Do y'all want my y'all want Reagan's <laughs> cell phone number, Charlotte? It, listen, I'll give it if y'all call her. You sure you want? You how, sure I, you, how great I am? You sure you want to do that? Seven zero four four zero one. Nah. <laughs> As Reagan's listening, I'm gonna she's mess going, up and not and not say the <laughs> improper number and. and just, <laughs> That's when it all backfires. Reagan, we're so sorry for getting your blood pressure up yeah. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, but no, Trent, we got... I mean, the great thing is you're 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 smiling at me right now, holding my hand as I drive to church. Or she... Oh, or, so romantic. Or the kids she... Are, kids are in the back chanting, go dad, go dad. <laughs> the van is rocking. <laughs> what fantasy world do you live in? <laughs> Led by Ford. <laughs> Let me paint the real picture. Rowan's Ford. voice rises above. <laughs> <laughs> Singing an angelic tune. <laughs> nah. But uh, we got a good show today. I'm, I am happy 2022 is here. 2021 went by fast. It, went by quick. You, you know, uh, w- words of wisdom today. My good buddy Bob Blanton used to own yeah, all-season yeah. window and door. Great guy from from Nary many several decades ago uh is when we befriended and still friends he told me he said you know i said time flies we were talking about life and he said you know he said every day every year you live i'm in year 43 this year is only one forty third of my life you mentioned this before but when i was five it was one fifth of my life so fractionally it's 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 a lot shorter makes sense 
Oh, Bob. And I, and I think it feels, he's a wise he man. He is a wise man. You have mentioned that before. He but probably I, has some myrrh at home he keeps. Some frankincense yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a couple sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Down there on the river. TJ liked the sheep. TJ does. Got excited. Like, I like the sheep too. Yeah. I like it. They create wool. You get wool. Stay warm. I have a funny third person. She, it was a, a goat story. Our old COO, you remember Ron, uh, Ron Lutwiller, great guy, had a had a, a goat try to attack him in the yard next to it. I was like, what did he you is do? probably one of the people that should be attacked by a goat. No. <laughs> I was that like, was wrong. I just you, said it. What would you do? He was like, I don't know. I just grabbed it by the horns and drug it into the ground. That's the only thing I could think I could do. Like, Ron, I can see that. I can see Ron yeah. getting getting his thrills off of beating a goat up. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a gnarly goat, man. Ron, Ron pretty, pretty, pretty put together physically guy. Yeah, and, yeah. And 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 he's a muscle head. He likes those cars. Yeah. So I could see him. Gnarly he probably goat. goes out every night and kicks that goat. <laughs> 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 that goat was ready. Like, I've been looking at you, old man, for years. <laughs> I hate that car. Goats, goats do look like with that little goat. Te- is that where a goat? I got comes a from? beard that makes me stronger than you. <laughs> oh, how, Lord, how do we get on the conversation of goats? My, that's gonna be my. How's you started that? Talking about Bob Land having two sheep at his house. Well, because he has frankincense <laughs> and a wool coat. <laughs> During the winter, January the second. Here this we is, are. This oh, is our oh, oh, happy New Year. <laughs> Did you ever see that Saturday Night Live skit, Goat Boy? No. TJ, help me out here. You know what? No. All right. Well, if you want to have a couple good laughs, go ahead. Go, go ahead and download it. Goodness Halfway gracious. through Boy, the guy. You are, you are yeah. good at this bias stuff. Yeah, man. I'm excited about it. I've, I've, it's, like a, it's something I've been practicing and not telling anybody is my goat. I mean, skills. the audience don't know. If you're a regular <laughs> listener to the At Home with Roby show, you, 22 is going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're about to break down WBT over we're here. Goats up in Talk here. Talk radio <laughs> has never before seen what it has coming. For real, you better be excited or scared. We want you to be scared. TJ's back there, like saying, "Man, am I gonna? I'm gonna lose my job over these two idiots." Yeah. <laughs> Our guest today, I think, I, Brandon Elliott. Uh, we've had a, tried to have him on the show 14 times. <laughs> Hopefully, we go one for 15. No, Lucky I'm kidding. Uh, it, he he is a builder down in Mississippi. Yeah, my uh, Elliot Holmes, right? My Elliot Holmes, and uh, and all his buddies. In, he's a YPOer, and, and I don't know Brandon that well yet. I mean, we just hadn't spent that much time. But all his friends are like, "You gotta have him on the show. You gotta have him on the show." Uh, that that have been on the show, so they think. Uh, I think I think he's a wild man. I'm excited. He's going. We're going with our 22 theme here. Brandon Elliott. Wow. Wow. Trenton Patrick. He better, wow. He now. better come strong. <laughs> we better have a talk with him uh, before we get before we get on segment two. No. Thank you for listening. We hope you're laughing a little bit, smiling a little bit. Uh, Brandon Elliott, uh, my Elliott home. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back at Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services on with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, we decided this year we're going to rename the show as Trent and Patrick Wow Out. Man. 
That's it. No at home anymore. That sounds like something you would see on like MTV back we, in the day. We replacing Roby as well. We gotta have our name. Oh wait, that doesn't make any business. Name All right, that's it. Okay, that, that was that was very short lived. You want to redo? Welcome back to At Home with Roby. Does that sound yeah, better? That sounds okay. Great. I sound much more professional. I um, like it. Which is hard for me to sound professional, but I'm gonna try. My wife says you are the professional one on the show. I got her fooled, don't I? Yeah, it's all those compliments. <laughs> well, Trent, we've got uh, your buddy Brandon Elliott from My Elliott Home on the show, um, and we just talked to him a little bit on the on the break. I mean, he sounds like it sounds well, like he's gonna. It's Elliott Homes, I think. His email is My Elliott Home. Is oh. that right, Brandon? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's Elliot Holmes. Yep. My bad. Elliot Holmes. That's gonna be my bad on that. Patrick one. is so proud that you're an Elliot. Yeah, I like that. Because <laughs> Patrick's mom is an Elliot. Yeah, my and my brother's first name is Elliot after my I mom's maiden name Elliot. So, uh, what, we, what we crazy could be, person would name their? Tr- that's crazy. That's a southern thing, isn't it? Okay. Um, it sounds like it might be spelled the same too. So yeah, maybe we're related. Two L's, two T's. Which, Brandon, you don't see that. I mean, that's not the norm, right? I mean, most times it's spelled a little bit differently. At, at least I, I thought that was the case. But uh, yeah, we might be a long lost kin. That's it. You never know. We'll have to do a family tree or something and see. So, Brandon, you told us I did not know this uh, when we were teeing up our segment. Yeah, <laughs> I said you're from there, and you said I'm actually from Canada. Uh, you know, I know two other YPOers really well, three other YPOers really well that are from Canada. They're, they're dear friends of mine. Uh, but the first one I ever met, and, and I'm from Charlotte, and I didn't get out much, so I didn't know much about Canadians. And I joined my forum, and there was a guy from Canada, and he went and played hockey down in Alabama on a scholarship, and his name's Sheldon Walensky. Great guy. Awesome guy. Uh, but but hockey brought him south, and he said he was on the airplane flying, and it was July going to Alabama, <laughs> and he looked down and he said, "Man, I didn't know it snowed in the in the south in the summer." <laughs> Fellow beside him said, "Oh boy, that's cotton. <laughs> you gotta know where you at now." <laughs> he told me that right when we met. I was like, "This dude's cool." So uh, any anyway, that is that is neat. Uh, Neat story. So why I think I teed you up. Why don't you start start off with your childhood and how how you how you got down to the states? You know, it's, it's definitely a culture shock coming down here, and I can't tell you how many people down here. And you know, I don't want to butcher the accent because I love it, but they always say, "Man, you're from Canada," and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "So we're uh, wait, how do you say it?" I love it though. It's- <laughs> That's but, not uh, right. Canadian. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was, it's, it's been such a fun, we, it's a fun time. We've been down here for 10 years and you know, what a different lifestyle and culture. And obviously there, there is no snow, which is amazing. But I grew up in Canada in Toronto, um, oh, you know, played hockey my whole life and went to school, just a normal kid up there. I think everybody plays hockey at some point in uh, Southern Canada. And um, ended up getting drafted to the NHL and um, signed with Tampa Bay Lightning and was mostly a bubble player in the minors, you know, for several years. And I retired uh, down here. I had an opportunity to be in home building. It was a little bit unique because I didn't really have a background in it. I just knew I really liked it. And uh, one day I was going to a pregame skate. We had a game, an away game that night. The bus was leaving at about 2 p.m. It was 8 o'clock in the morning, pregame skate. 
And uh, I walked into the coach's office. My girlfriend at the time, now wife, didn't know I was going to do this. And I literally walked in and just said, you know, I'm out, man. I'm going to retire. And I was under contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they, uh, the NHLPA actually sued me because you can't do that, be under contract. They own you. <laughs> Um, but anyhow, uh, that was the start of my home building career and the end of my hockey career. I was 23. So it was, uh, it was an interesting transition to say the least, you know, so, um, lots of people were not very happy about it. Um, you know, I got, I think I got a call from every single coach that had ever coached me in my whole life. I guess Tampa had phoned them, but, uh, <laughs> so it was, you know, off to the races in business. So, so, and, so, uh, so what yeah. year was that? Go ahead. What year? That was in 2008. Wow. So did you get drafted out of high school? Did I get that right? Yeah, I went straight from high school to pro. So I I skipped skipped college, which, you know, regretfully, that was an experience that I really wanted to have done in life, but didn't really have time to, you know. So right out of high school, I was playing major junior, and then I signed with Tampa and went into the Basically, they're, they're farm leagues at that point. I wasn't quite old enough yet to – had enough experience yet to really <laughs> move into the NHL. So so where were the, where were the uh, Tampa – one game. Where were the Tampa Farm League? Where did they play? All over. We were in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. We were in uh, Virginia Beach, Norfolk. Um, I was in Tampa for a little while. Um, and then here I ended up – in, oh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and then here I ended up in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, which was the Seawolves uh, in 2008. So I was only here playing for this team for, you know, maybe four four months or something, not very long. And what made you go, hey, I'm, I'm done with I'm this hockey houses. crap. I'm going to build yeah. houses in Mississippi. I I part. <laughs> so really kind of an interesting story, and I can pinpoint it back in the off season you you have to have a job. You don't get paid really much when you're playing junior hockey, like 60 bucks a week, you know? So in the off season, I was home, I worked at a flooring store and I would deliver their tile and their carpet and everything. I, I drove the delivery truck you know, I'd go to the store, load all the stuff up. And I mean, it was great because I, I needed to get in good conditioning for hockey and it was heavy, you know, it's not light things. So, um, I'm unloading tile. I drive up this road. I'm unloading tile in this house in my hometown, which was in Collingwood, Ontario. And the um, we were on the side of a mountain, this beautiful home overlooking um, Georgian Bay. And I'm unloading it. And this guy walks in behind me and he says, I'm looking out the back window of this house. I just put floor down. And the guy says, do you like what you see? And I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. So I was 17 at the time. And... Um, he says, uh, I said, well, the owner of this house must do really well. You know, the house up there was probably six and a half million dollars. Really nice home. Oh, wow. And he said, uh, do you, he said, well, this is my house. And I said, well, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a developer. And I was like, well, what, what is that? And he said, well, when you drove in here, did you see all those pins, those stakes coming in along the, the road? I said, yeah. And he said, well, I bought this property. You can't use this property. It's unbuildable because it's on the side of this hill. I bought this property for $150,000. It was 10 acres, and I subdivided it into these one-acre lots, and I cut this road that you drove, this one-lane road on the side of this hill in the mountain there, and I sold every single one of these lots. So I bought it for 150000 and sold it for $295,000 each lot before he closed on it. And I was like, 
Wow. Man, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that guy's name is not Trent. Yeah. <laughs> The, the minute so, I try to do that, I fall down the hill. <laughs> that is crazy. Keep going. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. And, you know, uh, about two months later, I was delivering carpet. You know, I kind of started getting intrigued and getting online. You know, as a 17-year-old, you still can't even comprehend $295,000, you know, never yeah. mind um, figure out how to do it. So he uh, a couple a couple months later, I was delivering carpet to these four houses in a row, all the same carpet, all the same houses, all vacant. I'm like, what are the chances of this? So I went back to the store and asked my boss, what's the deal with these houses? And he said, well, those are my houses. They said, oh, well, what are you doing with them? He said, I rent them. And I'm like, okay, well, how does that work? And he said, well, I've owned them for 20 years. All my tenants just moved out and I'm replacing the flooring to put new tenants and I rent them for $1,500 a month. And I said, well, what do they cost you? And he said, well, they don't cost me anything. I'm like doing the math in my head, four houses times 1,500. <laughs> That's way more money than I'm making right now at eight bucks an hour. <laughs> and uh, so at 18, I went and bought a rental home uh, in Barrie, Ontario, and got into real estate. And I just really knew that I liked it. You know, So I ended up buying several more before I left to the States to play hockey. And I managed them myself. We rented them to college kids. And, you know, it was it was just getting into real estate. And I think I had kind of a, a passion in my heart for it. Uh, I just didn't realize it at the time until um, until I got to Biloxi, Mississippi and, and saw the opportunity, you know. Man, that is that is that is awesome stories. Well, uh, I think we're going to go pay pay some bills. We're going to cut to commercial, but I'm so excited to hear how you got going going in Biloxi. Uh, Brandon Elliott with Elliott Homes, ha- hailing from Mississippi. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. If you missed the last segment, we renamed the show Trent and Patrick while out for about 12 seconds. Yeah, and then, it, then, and then we changed it back. Went right back. But if you did miss the, the really the meat of the last couple of segments, we have Brandon Elliott from Elliott Home and Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, what a remarkable story. Brandon learned uh, what a developer was at age 17 delivering tile on his way to becoming a professional hockey player and said, I want to do what that guy does. And Trent and I agreed. Uh, I mean, it's not very I mean, we ha- Brandon and I have so much in common, except he has better hair. He's a lot taller. <laughs> uh, he's from Canada. He's, You're from. When he messes with real estate, it turns out good. I mean, he, same person, I think. We, I mean, he, Brandon, you're telling us this developer said, I, I bought this whole 10 acre parcel for $150,000, subdivided into one acre parcels, and sold those for two ninety five dollars each. That is a good return. But what you said. Uh, we, we we don't know how much it cost him to cut the road in. Oh, we, let's assume a whole lot. But what you said <laughs> that I liked that resonated with me was you were 17 years old. You're like, uh-huh. You couldn't even $150,000 and then $250,000. you are going, holy smokes, this is ridiculous. This is, I mean, that is, those, those term, those size numbers when you're 17 equates rich. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I think if you said someone's like had two hundred dollars in their pocket at seventeen, and, they were rich. And uh, and Patrick and I, old school, 
we like to say hustle hustlers on here. We we both dabbled in our time when we when we were trying to rub two nickels together and, and be in business uh, with some rental houses. Yep. Do you still have your rental houses up there? Did you say you do? I do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great thing, you know. Just sit the Warren Buffett. Just uh, the 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 best time or the the perfect timing for us to buy and sell is forever or, or hold. So yeah. The perfect time for us to hold is forever. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing with those properties. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I mean, go, going and working on rental houses <laughs> till four in the morning makes you a certain type of person. <laughs> Definitely not managing them, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Right. So, so now you're in Mississippi. You walk out. You retire. The NHL suing you. You're ready to be a builder, developer, all, all sorts. Take us from there. <laughs> well, this is actually when the story gets exciting. So, um, I learned how to be in business the very hard way, and you know, I get asked all the time, "Do you miss it?" And the the question. Um, that they think they're asking is, do you miss being famous? Do you miss signing autographs? Do you miss being on the news and, you know, all that sort of stuff like you guys famous, you know? And, and, um, (laughs) I, uh, the, the thing, the answer to that is no, but I miss the intensity, you know, the intensity of being a professional athlete on game day, the nerves you get, the, the feeling of like wanting to throw up because you're so nervous about performing at your highest and best every night. I miss that. I mean, that is just, it's unexplainable until you're in that situation. And uh, it's an amazing thing. So we get to, we get to here and I was a fighter in hockey. That was my role. So um, I kind of had like this really high and low emotional intensity that just kind of, I had trained my, my brain over the years to, um, to become, you know, so, so that I could perform at my best every night. And so, that was the hardest thing to unwind when I got into business because you can't bring emotional intensity into business. You know, you can't tell your people, you better go and get that thing done or else I'm going to kick your, you know, and, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. You so can't, they don't really respond that well. You've got to be a little more empathetic and more of a leader, more empowering. <laughs> so it took me about five years to figure that out, but I got into, um, I got into a partnership deal with, uh, a, a lady that had tons of experience and I had about a half a million dollars put it in the company. It was all I had, you know, just saved up from hockey. And, uh, man, she took me to the cleaners. It was a total disaster. Like started a shell corporation, took my money, ran away with it. She went to jail. I couldn't get it back. I got sued by all these people. She had personal guarantees in my name. It was all fake. I didn't Dude. know any of it, but it was a nightmare. I got a call one day from the FBI that I was stealing HUD money. I'm like, what are you talking about? Whoa. So, yeah, it was it was insanity. You know, we, we went through that. It was the most painful experience I've ever been through. It was about probably two years. And so um, there, there came this point where everything was going great. When I first got in the company, she said, go sell houses. And, you know, like you guys – to be a business owner, you've got to be resourceful, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I don't know how to sell houses, but I'm just going to go sell houses. So I started going to these investment things around the country and just selling houses. Well, all of a sudden, eight months later, we've got 164 houses to build. And so here we go. You know, we're underway building all these houses. And one day she comes to me and says, you know, get out. 
just leave, go back to Canada. I'm like, well, you know, give me my money. I had like $550,000 or something in the company and I'll be happy to do that. And she basically told me, you know, like what money? And, um, so we got into the whole legal battle. I started a bar on the beach called Jack's Backyard, and I was literally like the bartender, the bottle washer, the cook, oh you know, everything, the only employee. And it was pretty awesome. You know, we had like Bob Marley music just sitting on the beach, and I was, it was all I could do while I was trying to figure out what to do with this business and how to get my investment back. And um, so we, uh, we went through that, and one day she said, you know, you can just have it, which is kind of odd. Took it to I took it to a couple accounting firms and they audited the books or reviewed the books and audited the books and one of them said, "Run and don't look back and walk away from your investment." I don't know why, but this doesn't look right. And the other one said, "You've got tons of houses sold. Just get the houses built and closed, and you'll be good." So I took that one's advice and and took the company over. She went back to Arizona and ended up going to jail in the end for three years, but not because. Uh, just because of like money shifting stuff that she did. And, um, and it was a disaster. I mean, it was, I started getting sued by people. They couldn't get the business. Uh, we couldn't get the business moving. Nobody would work for it. There was no money and it. it was totally illiquid. And, uh, and it was, it was like three years of just complete hell. And I was getting married that year to my uh, wife, now wife, Adrian. Uh, and I was 25 or 26 and man, we just went through lawsuits and everything. And it was a nightmare. Well, during that time, we got through the really bad part of it. I, st- I had, I started Elliott homes in 2011. My wife and I couldn't actually even pay rent because we had tried to get through all this stuff with this other company. And so we built our first house. We negotiated with the investor that bought the first house for Elliott homes in 2011. We will, we will give you this house at this price as long as you let us live here for a year for free. And they did. So we could afford to live, you know. So so we built it up that way, and we unwound this other company, got through everything, made everything whole, got everything done, and, and settled the last deal with it, like, just, like, a year ago. You know, it was, it was, it was wow. just unbelievable. Just a, so – but when you look at the the pain and the things that we went through to, to going through that, I had this one experience where this lumber company she forged my my personal guarantee on a lumber company for six hundred eighty thousand oh dollars. It was God. for sure a forgery. We had a handwriting expert prove it. Everything. I go to the owner of that company and I say, "This is a forgery. You you know I'll make sure you guys get paid, but you just sued me personally." for this and this isn't my signature and this is what we're going to do well the guy just kind of gets out of his seat kind of laughs for a minute walks to the door and he turns back and he says son this is either going to make you the most savvy businessman i've ever met or this is going to completely ruin you for the rest of your life and he walked out that was it and i was like 25 year old or 26 i can't remember depending on what month that was sitting in that chair and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know? So I'm driving home from, from Florida where this is where his head office was, where I went there to meet him. And I'm thinking, what does this mean? You know, what, I don't know, like, how to comprehend. I don't know what to do next. How do I tackle this? I don't have any, anyone to help me because my family wasn't in the business. They had no idea. And they were still unhappy that I had 
retired from hockey too early. And um, so what I came up with was conflict builds character and crisis defines it. And it's how um, it's how are these hard times, these setbacks, that how we deal with them today define who we become tomorrow. And I actually made that as the 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 the, the cornerstone part of the Elliot Holmes culture. Wow. And I have these bracelets made that all my team wear, and they say conflict builds character and crisis defines it. And it started with that 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 one experience. And so. You know, it's the same, like, we, we become the way we handle adversity today is who we become tomorrow. And in any day, at any time, in any situation, we're always faced with something that's very, very difficult. And the question is, do we, you know, are we entitled? Do we blame the environment? Do we point the finger at other people? Do we run from it? Most people do because it's so uncomfortable, and they say, I shouldn't be in this situation. Life is too short, or this is too short, and they're scared to, to handle it and face that adversity. But ultimately what they're going to become tomorrow is how they deal with that. And so with my staff today, with Elliot homes, we've grown pretty quickly. We're, we'll do uh, about 290 homes this year. Um, and, you know, from 2011 to in 10 years, builders have grown faster, but we are in a kind of a small market. And so the way we've done that with people without them getting burned out and, 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 you know, frustrated with, with the growth is, help them understand and not just understand the theory, but really feel and, and embrace challenge and embrace being outside of their comfort zone and embrace um, difficult situations and not be, not be frustrated with them. You know, and it's, it's, uh, it's really rewarding to watch those people grow their lives and their, and their skills and their purpose by being open to um, challenging situations and not being, um, you know, angry or frustrated by them because, you know, they, they shouldn't have to deal with it type thing. Does that uh, make sense? It makes complete sense. Brandon, give your business a plug. That is, you got, man, you're full of stories. I want to have you back on the show. I'm going to tell Rob Tatum, uh, I owe him one. Uh, give your business a plug, <laughs> please, so people can look you up and, and learn more about what you're really doing out here in the world. Yeah, so uh, it's Elliott Homes. We've got a couple companies, uh, Elliott Land Development. Uh, we do land development, and we have Elliott Homes, and we just started Elliott Communities, which is a rental home community um, company. And we're in South Mississippi today. We're moving into South Alabama, and then we're also going north um, up to the Hattiesburg area. So we're, we're, we're kind of at the point now where we're slowly starting to expand geographically. And we've got about 50 employees, and I'll tell you, it's really, really awesome to watch these people uh, work because they're growing so fast individually. And, uh, you know, that's the, the most pride that I have in what we have and what we've become is not our company growth. It's the people growth. It's the individuals within it and, and what they have become themselves. So, Amen. Well, well Brandon Elliott, thanks for being here. Uh, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. Just wrapped up with Brandon Elliott. Trent, that was an awesome story. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> a couple great stories in, in, yeah. in those two segments, but uh, his story about, <laughs> golly. That's nuts. Poor guy. I mean, we talk about, we. you Adversity. and I often talk about 
and, 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 and you know, we, we talked talk with our guests a lot about this and our friends. Uh, we won't, we won't define success in it to be easy and, and fun, but, but the memories of the tough times are what we reflect on the most and actually, in hindsight, laugh around a little bit but. once you get through him but he's yeah. he's right i mean when you're going he said it it's hell um it's terrible uh conflict builds character crisis defines it Did i get that right yep i think that makes <laughs> sounds sense. good to me Sounded you're the good. smart one in the group that's not the case nah so it's got folks at work where he, he talks you know obviously about his people building character empowering them how do you grow how do you get them to want to grow uh, very similar similar story. Uh, I mean, man, I'm starting to like Canadian hockey players. I mean, for <laughs> well, real. Hold on, what he said? His position. We didn't get a chance. To, his position. I was a fighter. Does that just mean he went around and picked fights with people? I guess. I, we need to ask him that. <laughs> and this is the guy I'm over here talking junk to. Yeah. <laughs> I would put him on the call, not talk call junk him out. To like him. I looked at it when I shook his hand. I said, Brendan Elliott. I said, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He gave me that crooked stare. He said he, he said you gotta go, you go to jail now if you fight people. So at least I'm protected by the law. Put put him under Eric <laughs> Eric Flanagan under the do not mess with yeah, list. Exactly. I do have to tell you something cool. I, for, I forgot to mention this. They uh, at Sugar Creek Brewing during their uh, they do an employee night. We went to it and they basically let the employees bring all their people in and they have a party for them and the proceeds get yeah. split up somehow. It's really cool. I think that, that that you know they have a beer called Culture as well, which uh, we're big culture f- people. So I can give Eric a little shout out for that. That was a uh, yeah, he that keeps awesome. he, every, every he always tells me I need to come to that, and I didn't have, have a clue what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it's so, all good. So, so I'm still O for never going. <laughs> uh, way to life. go, Flanagan! True friend you are. <laughs> talking junk, nah. Flanagan, Sugar Creek, you know, dear friend John Marino, old Mecklenburg Brewing, and, and Phil Bushy Legion. I mean, that's the. Some guys are all big fellas. Ryan, Mike, <laughs> pro- yeah. protagonist. Protagon- I mean, we love I mean, the brewery. Why are y'all, y'all so big? <laughs> I don't understand. If you're not six foot two, you cannot be I a mean, brewery. I mean, I thought Daddy said I wasn't going to be a baseball player. Mike Smoke, Daddy, we had meant, them all in here. He's a tall guy, yeah. too. Yeah, your boy at yeah, uh, yeah. Middle, middle James. Yeah, Middle yeah. James. Yep. Goodness gracious. Wow. Wow. So, somebody said the other day they're not going to – to start naming thank yous. Oh, my preacher, because <laughs> he'll definitely leave somebody out and hurt somebody's feelings. I start naming people. I know that's what that's I, great. It, it's yeah. bad, right? You're like uh, someone. <laughs> we gotta revise. Town this. Brewing uh, is mad. <laughs> yeah, Town Brewing. Those guys. They're are, great. They're yeah. The no, no. So, uh, no, uh, it's impressive that the, these folks build these cultures. I, that's why I'm intrigued by breweries that are successful because it's so based around culture and hundred percent and being together with other people. Um, so, nah, Brandon Elliott was great, man. Way to start the new year. Yep. Uh, awesome, awesome area of the world. He said he's growing north. I mean, it reminds me of when we shut down our coastal operation. I had a bone up and call some business owners and tell them I was going to take care of them. And, and, and in the long run, it worked out to the better. It did. So uh, thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Man, thanks for patron patronizing us here at the At Home with Roby show. Uh, God bless you. And go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated and smile as much as you can.